It's Lisa Testart here, and this is another episode in Surviving the Legal System with a Psychopath in Australia. Today we're talking about, is my barrister smart? Well, that's a really good question. Is my barrister, my barrister is smart, right? Wrong. Oh, how wrong you are. This is Chuck Lotto, ladies and gentlemen. Chuck Lotto. A law degree is required to be a legal practitioner in Australia, but a law degree only proves you can get enough marks to pass exams. There are plenty of lawyers, and I hate to say this, ladies and gentlemen, but there are plenty of lawyers who are as dumb as dog shit, who never learn from their mistakes, and who just keep jacking up their hourly rate because they don't get struck off. They don't get found out. They don't get caught, their work goes unseen, everyone knows they're shitty lawyers, but the work keeps piling in. And that's the same with barristers. Now, a lot of barristers, I have a lot of respect for them, I have a lot of respect for the law. It may not sound like it as you listen to me when I peel away the layers of the legal profession and I and I expose their dirty secrets to the sunlight, but I actually have a high respect and regard for the law and for lawyers in general. It's a tough job. Going to court is difficult. It's not easy like it seems to everyone sitting in the back row of the gallery. Their job is, can be boring, tedious. You know, you're sitting there at the at the bar table listening to the cross-examination and you might not get a chance to do anything except jump up every once in a while and go, I object, Your Honour. But you've got to pay careful attention. So for the most part, I think barristers and lawyers, they do a pretty good job. Like any profession, though, there are bad apples. And my job is in part to alert you to what those bad apples are like and how to avoid biting into that fruit and finding out that you've eaten half a worm. Because everyone, we all know, the worst the worst thing is to find you've gotten, you've taken a bite and you've only got half the worm in the apple left. So a lot of barristers, they come to the bar because they love the court work. Uh, and I know what that's like. I spent 10 years with my ex watching trials, watching how barristers worked, watching how they did things and just admiring most of them for the flair, the, the art of persuasion, the knowledge that they bring and the ability to just um, reference case law in each case that they're involved in and in family law. They have, to do, they have to do closing submissions on their feet. They don't get a chance to write them. They just have to get up and start speaking. Well, that requires a certain skill level, and I really admire it. So a lot of barristers, they come to the bar because they love that side of the work. They love the court, the advocacy, the... They don't have to do the paperwork. They don't have to run a file. They turn up. They're courageous advocates for their clients for the most part. 
and away they go. They do a great job. I'm, I'm here to tell you that most barristers, they actually do a great job. But what about the ones that don't? What about the ones that you get on Chook Lotto? The ones that aren't so smart, right? Well, they're a mixed bag. Some like the black licorice lollies in the in the mixed mixed lollies, but um, some don't. There's always a barrister for someone. It just depends on whether you get the right one for you. So I worked I worked with barristers for a decade. I saw lots of stuff. I saw people who were perfectly at home in their profession, who would be perfectly at home in any office environment, who would be perfectly at home in any profession that they chose to be in. Then I saw others who were so peculiar and so difficult in their personality that the only way they could be employed was self-employed as a barrister. That's not to say that they aren't good barristers, but sometimes the only reason people go to the bar is because they just can't get a job anywhere else. And and I say that with the greatest of respect to them, and they all know what that means when I say with the greatest of respect. So I've seen some pretty dreadful things happen to people in court. I've seen barristers lose cases because they simply can't cross-examine for shit. These are the people that can't think on their feet. They can't go any further than their pre-written questions lead them. So imagine this. You're at court. Your barristers prepared a whole bunch of material for cross-examination. You're sitting there listening to the evidence and new stuff comes out of the mouth of the witness and it's brand spanking new and you're thinking, ask questions about that, you idiot! And they don't because they can't get past the concrete feet they're stuck in at the bar table because they've pre-written their questions based on the evidence in the brief and they can't think ahead, they can't step out of those concrete shoes so they miss and they miss those opportunities to ask questions from evidence that comes up. They don't have the, they don't have the intellectual um, flexibility to think outside what they've predetermined will be their cross-examination. So you can lose cases because you have a rigid and inflexible barrister. Um, you, I've seen Silk, and Silk is, you know, Queen's counsel. I've seen Silk that can't run a family law case for shit. I've seen, I've seen all sorts of things. And like with lawyers, you know, a law degree doesn't mean you're smart, doesn't mean you're intelligent, doesn't mean you're a good lawyer. A law degree and 
you know, nice Batman-like robes, they don't mean that you're going to be getting a good barrister. But you may. And it's a lucky dip. I call it Chuklotto because, you know, I grew up in the days of Hey Hey It's Saturday with Daryl Summers and Plakadak and and uh, this was a long time ago and they'd run this thing called Chuklotto. I think it was Chuklotto. And they'd run, they'd toss frozen chickens down this chute to, to I can't even remember how they decided what the prizes would be. But it was a frozen chook determining the prize. And that's what it's like getting a barrister. Because it's a closed shop, ladies and gentlemen. It operates as a restricted trade practice. It's a club that protects its own. There is no rating system. There is no public review system. There is nothing for the public, the you and me's, that need to get assistance in court. There's nothing for us to grapple with when it comes to who's a good barrister and who isn't. And no one will tell you if your barrister is good or not because lawyers brief barristers for all sorts of reasons. They brief because they're easy to manipulate. There are barristers who just do as they're told. There are barristers who don't say boo. There are barristers who are aggressive and and firms brief them because they like the aggressive way that they speak to their and deal with their clients. There's all sorts of reasons. People build relationships with barristers and that's a good thing to have that kind of relationship. But it doesn't mean that you, the client, are necessarily going to get the best bang for your buck. So I can tell you, um, I had an experience once where I was at, we, we were at court and everyone around me was talking about a particular barrister in another court and the conversation went along these lines. Poor sod, he's got the early stages of dementia. And I went, you what? Why doesn't someone report that? Isn't that a reportable condition? Should this, should this person still be practising? What about the clients and the cases and the how can how can you know that he's going to be providing a thorough service? And they went, you know, these are the barristers and lawyers around me. They go, don't worry, love. His practice will eventually die out, and it won't matter because people will stop briefing him. I was gobsmacked. A profession that holds victims in its hands will allow practitioners to continue to work without having any formal um, report, mandated reporting process for this kind of condition. So you, can, you can't be guaranteed that you're going to get a barrister who doesn't have Alzheimer's or dementia because no one will tell you and no one will, wants to be seen as dobbing.
So that's why I call the legal profession and getting, you know, a good barrister or a good lawyer, I call it chocolato because it's just a lucky dip and it's, it's a toss of the coin as to whether you're going to get someone good on the day, someone so-so, someone lazy, someone who, who doesn't like cross-examination because they don't understand it and they don't do it very well. They might be good at helping to settle. They might be good at mediations. They might be good at, you know, the pre-court work, but they don't like doing cross-examination or they just might be incompetent. You know when you get a good one because the bad ones really stand out. So I, I don't know how to help you find a good one. If you have, if you want to find out, if you want to get referrals, just send me a message. Um, I know some good barristers and I know some pretty ordinary ones. So I can at least see you in some direction that is based on first-hand observation in court, um, conversations with other barristers, uh, and and um, knowing what to look out for. So, yeah, Chuck Lotto, it's fun, eh?